Hello, I am Karen Harding and I am ready to go behind the scenes with LED. In 2016, I started this journey to finding out what goes on behind the music recorded and released by Australian singer-songwriters. I quickly learned of the struggles faced by many in this competitive industry. With the launch of LEDofficial.com, I started supporting Aussie talent in promoting their music. It wasn't easy. The only guarantee I could offer my clients was that I would get the word out to media sources about their upcoming release. Some picked up community radio interviews, others gigs in live music venues. Many have told me they feel like a human jukebox when performing live because the public seem more interested in hearing songs that they know rather than something new. Four years later, I'm here with an independent insight into what happens behind the scenes. This is Behind the Music with LED. Hello again and welcome back to this, the season finale for my podcast, This Season, featuring Karen Harding. If you're new here, I encourage you to go back because there are four full seasons of great content for you to listen to real life experiences shared by Australian singer-songwriters and producers and bands. It's interesting how I started this just as COVID hit, but you don't feel the impact of COVID until you get to season two. I really appreciate you listening because there is a whole big, what can I call it? Oh my goodness, crowd. I mean, crowd makes it sound like maybe there's 20 people. There's more than 20 people. There is a massive music scene in Australia, a massive music community. And let's be honest about this, only so many go viral, only so many become household names. Who pulls the strings? That's a whole other conversation. And the other day I was just saying in one of my Instagram posts, you know, do you want to go viral if you're a music artist these days? Because anyone that goes viral in my experience and my personal opinion, They go viral and then everyone forgets about them. They just remember them for that one hit wonder. Do you remember? I don't know how old you are, but, and I don't mean to be rude when I say that, but thinking back, I mean, in the 80s and the 90s, I remember people being a one hit wonder. They released lots of tracks, but there was only one that we remember them for. So I feel like this has been a great platform for me to share very intimate, frank discussions with artists who are happy to share what it's really like in their world. On Facebook not that long ago, a friend of mine posted something about Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush. It was to do with the ARIA charts and that she, her her track had gone number one again. This is the thing. I commented and said, if only it meant something. And one of my friend's friends came back and said, but it does. Being number one on the charts means you get more royalties. I'm like, well, hang on a minute. Number one on the charts might mean you get streamed more. It might mean that your multiplier is greater. But with platforms like Spotify, who pay what? Is it 0.003 cents per play? Don't quote me on it. That's the last that I saw. How many gazillion streams does an artist need to be paid for what they do? There are times where it really hits home for me. The amount of energy and time, and time is money, and there's money that these artists are pouring into their craft and guess what very few get financial reward for it so why do they do it you hear that in this podcast today i'm having a chat with karen harding she's in melbourne that's where i'm soon to be (laughs) Um, just today i was doing my own little play on lyrics and i decided to uh create my own version of running up that hill and it was called running onto that plane I can't lie, I'm really excited to be back in Melbourne, 
not that I am now, but I will be within a few months, just to be there amongst the music scene. And I'm not suggesting that the music scene there is any more important than the music scene anywhere around Australia, but it's big. It's really big. That's where I started out. That's where people were starting to call me the next Molly Meldrum. That's where, for me, I really was able to sink my teeth into my passion, which is that I believe in others and I want to see them succeed. Enough about me. You're here to hear about Karen Harding. I met her. Now, I'm thinking back. You know, I don't know if this is COVID has done this to you, and I've not caught COVID at this point. I don't want to jinx myself. But I remember she contacted me because she wanted to be featured on Now Radio. And that's a beautiful thing. When we have artists that recognise the importance of what we do as a passion project. So I thought, why not have a chat with her and bring her to the forefront of your minds? Here's my chat with Karen Harding. Tell me, where does your story begin? Where does it all begin? I guess for me, music has just always been a part of me. I grew up in the church and... Music is such a big part of the church culture. And so that was always there. And I guess even as a child in a high chair, I was playing with my food and singing and making up tunes. Um, Formerly, I started piano lessons at the age of six, which I did for many, many years and went through all my classical piano exams and theory exams. I started formal singing lessons at the age of 14. Um, But it wasn't until probably I was 21 that I began to start gigging and I was a part of a duo called Acoustica and we would just play cover gigs with the occasional original thrown in. Um, And then my my original solo music, um, while I've always written music, I didn't start releasing and sharing my music until COVID started. In COVID, I started a platform called Sounds on the Couch and that gave me the opportunity to connect with artists and realize what was possible and realize that, you know, what I had could be shared. Um, And so since then, I've released now four singles and I have an EP in the making um, and it's been an incredibly exciting journey. I'm so excited to see where it goes. Thanks so much for sharing. I'd love to know more about what part of the creative process you most enjoy. Music is such an exciting opportunity to have and it's very hard to kind of see that as a job because it's creative and it's something that you get so much out of and I think the thing that excites me the most when it comes to creating is just that time that you get sitting by yourself with your guitar or your piano and just seeing what comes when there's no pressure when nobody's there expecting anything of you and it's just your way of expressing what's going on Um, Of course, I love the aspect of being able to share that with people as well and seeing how my music can connect with other people in the stage of life that they're in. Um, But yeah, just that moment of sitting down and really creating, uh, it's just really something magical for me. And a lot of musos, you know, they have other jobs in their life. It's not just about music, but how much of your career is music focused? Music is a massive part of my life, but I do actually have a day job. Uh, I work in the accounting industry as a manager of some incredible staff and I think the music side brings so much to that role as well because it allows me to see the creativity um, of options that I can do. I mean, it seems like a polar opposite type of job and in a lot of ways it is, Um, but it brings an aspect to that role. 
also the accounting role brings an aspect to my music because it helps me understand a lot of the business side of things. Um, so there's been a lot of benefit doing both. I actually love my job. I work with the most incredible people. But beyond that, I love the opportunity to go away and work on my music. So beyond my job, I am a musician and I create music, which we're talking about here. I also run a platform called Sounds on the Couch, which is for musicians. And I do some PR work as well for emerging artists. Um, so a big part of my life is definitely invested in music. Um, but I really enjoy having that diversity going on in every day. What do you think media platforms like Spotify could do differently? This is a really difficult question. I think there's so many things that are great about streaming platforms and there are so many things for artists that are challenging. Um, I think we're in a time where we have more opportunity as artists to be able to share our music and get it out to the world really quickly. Um, I mean, before these streaming platforms, you had to go with a label or, or a record company in order to be able to get your music out there. Whereas now independent artists can write a song, produce it, get it on a distribution platform and spread it out to all the um, streaming platforms really easily and really quickly, um, which is amazing. But the problem with that is that it means that there's a whole bunch more music available, which means that there's a lot more supply, which brings the value down of what's being created. Um, and as a result of that, artists are not getting paid anywhere near enough for the work they're creating, which actually costs them a lot to create in the first place. It's very difficult to make a living out of streaming platforms. Um, one way I think that these platforms could do that is have an option if people want to support their favourite artists. You know, maybe have a section where you can put music up that's not available to everyone in the public. Um, that's an opt-in that people can choose to support you because they love what you create. Um, I know that there's platforms around like Patreon and things that give you the option to do that, but it would be great to have that housed in that same environment. Um, but yeah, overall, it is a very challenging question and there's so much discussion going on about it. And I'm sure even before this goes live, there will be a whole bunch more questions pulled up. So it's a big topic and I'm really excited to see what develops as the discussions go on. I'd love for you to share, if it's okay, how the pandemic has really impacted your specific music career. The pandemic's actually been a really challenging time for artists and um, it's meant that so many artists have not been able to get out there and perform or get out there and do their recording. For the most part, for me, the pandemic was actually quite a positive thing. Um, I was still able to work in my day job because I could do that remotely. So I was still earning a living. Um, and it gave me the space and the time to really consider where I'm going with my music. And it gave me the time to be able to create and plenty of emotions as well. <laughs> so I was able to pull that all together and be able to start putting my music out, which I hadn't been doing previously. So for me, for the most part, it was a really beneficial time. Uh, I know that wasn't the case for everyone. Um, probably the biggest downfall was that my producer that I normally work with, um, we had to delay recording a few times of my upcoming EP. Um, but you know, we found ways to work around that and that meant that I released more singles in the meantime. Um, so there, there was always ways for me to work around that. 
do you have a dream artist that you'd like to collaborate with at some point? I love this question. So ultimately, my dream to collaborate uh, is kind of a little bit of a humorous thought, but it'd be pretty amazing if it happened. There's a, a Karen Harding that's famous in the UK. Um, she doesn't write the same kind of music as me and she's got a very different style and look. But I think it would be absolutely amazing and quite funny to be able to collaborate with her. Um, just to see the names Karen Harding and Karen Harding on the bottom of the track. Um, so the, yeah, that's a dream. Um, of course, there's so many people that I would absolutely love to collaborate with. And I've already started to collaborate with some beautiful people where I'm learning so much in so many different styles and different ways of thinking. Um, it's just really opening my mind. So yeah, it's definitely an area in 2022 that I'm really looking forward to exploring a lot more. I'm curious to know how important it is to you that you're recognised for your specific talents. Yeah, of course it's important for me to get credit for the music that I create. I think that um, there's so many stories about people that just haven't been recognised for the work that they've done. Um, and I mean, I'm lucky that everything that I've done I've, has all been above board and everyone's treated me really respectfully. Um, but it's not always the case. Um, but yeah, ultimately what I create, I think that I deserve to get that, that recognition for it. It doesn't mean that I expect to be famous or I expect for walking down the street and people know who I am. But in terms of that recognition for the work that you've done for something, whether it's in music or anything in life, definitely I think that that recognition is really important. What's driving you to be musically creative? It's driving me. I think that 2022 is really exciting for me in terms of creativity. I think I'm in a space where I'm just on a journey of exploration. Like music for me is a discovery journey. And I think that there's so much more for me to discover within my music. I'm releasing my EP this year, which is in production and I'm very excited about that. Um, but beyond that, I have so many plans for collaborations. Um, I would like to get out there and try some different styles and, and just see what's possible. I think, you know, the world's your oyster and I just want to experience it. So yeah, I expect that over 2022, there'll be a lot more growth and a lot more change. And so stay tuned. Where can we find you online? How would you like us to best connect with you? Absolutely, you can connect with me anywhere. My website is www.karenhardingmusic.com and you can find all the links to my social media there, but generally Karen Harding Music on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, although the last three letters are not there on Twitter because I ran out of space, and also on YouTube. Um, so you can find me at all those places. If you have a question, please connect with me. I would absolutely love to chat with you. Um, I love receiving feedback and I love getting to know people. So I'm always available for a chat. Thank you so much for your time today. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Ali. I love connecting with you and with all your audience. Thank you for having me.
to finish this season and I felt like I was going to burst into a Gloria Estefan track Um, you know here we are we're here at the end of 37 interviews that I've done whilst I've been a stay-at-home mum juggling babies and pregnancies and all kinds of things COVID it's been my absolute delight to be bringing these interviews to you with the hopes that you may challenge yourself you know when I say challenge yourself of course it's easier to listen to the songs that we grew up with those songs are typically well-known tracks that you know generations upon generations are going to know and learn about challenge yourself if you're listening to songs that you know throw one song in there that you don't know every couple of tracks I've got some playlists I'm going to share with you later this year They'll be featured and shared on our Osnow Radio Instagram, but accessible through Spotify. I've been working on this playlist project for the past 12 months. I started working on it when I was on bed rest in hospital because I thought there has to be another way. You know, it's so easy to listen to the songs that we know. What about the songs that we don't know? But they are just as good, if not better. So follow Osnow Radio on Instagram because that's where I'm going to share when these playlists go live. I have so many people to thank as supports for this podcast but I want to start it off with you because you come back every week and you listen and that means the world to me because it means that I have an audience where I can share these very talented artists with. I want to say thanks to Joel at Osnow Radio who is very encouraging and very supportive all the time. Uh, I love that we have our daily banter but I most enjoy that he also shares our podcast with another online internet radio station over in the US. I want to say thank you also to Jono, that is the biz of Jono, for just doing what he does, you know, and it's because of what he does with his platform that I was able to identify talent that I wanted to interview. Go check him out on Instagram, the biz of Jono. But as I said in the previous episode, I'm not going to say that this is it. It's a Kylie Minogue reference. (laughs) This is just the end of this season. Watch your space. Don't forget about me. Oh, there's another another lyric. Simple minds. Um, I hope, I hope that you have really enjoyed and you've learnt a lot about the nitty gritty and the inside experience of trying to make it big. Trying to make it big. And let's do what we can. Let's find these artists online. Find them on Facebook. 
Twitter. Follow them, like them, react to their content, buy their merch, buy their music. Don't forget to like them on Spotify and other streaming apps. Thank you for listening. And I look forward to us speaking again soon. Got a question for industry? Send it through to hello at ledofficial.com. This is Behind the Music with LED.